नाना शास्त्र विचार नैक निपुण साधर्म संस्थापको नाना शास्त्र विचार नहीं संस्थापको लोकानाम त्रिभुवने मनो करो बंदे रूप सनातन प्रभु जुगो श्री जीव गोपाल को राधा कृष्ण पदार विंत भजना नंदेनालिको राधा कृष्ण पदार विंद भजना नंदे वंदे रूप सनातन प्रभु जुगो श्री जीव गोपाल सनातन रघुजुगो श्री जीव गोपाल बंदे रूप सनातन रघुजुगो श्री जीव गोपाल हरे कृष्ण हरे
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Nittai gore haribo, 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 haribo. Jaya jaya Premanande Hari Hari Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Sharashate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishe Shishunavadi Paschata Dishutarine Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai So now we are starting the part two of Brihad Bhagavatam. We completed the narration of part one this morning, and now we are starting with part two. And the background uh, we briefly discussed earlier. Janmejai, Parikshit Maharaj's son, asked Jaimini Rishi after hearing 
Mahabharat from him that he wanted to hear more and then Jaimini started to discuss or describe this Brihad Bhagavatam which has been narrated by or presented by Srila Sanatan Goswami. It's actually originally a discussion between Jaimini and Janamejai. And the first part discussed about Narad Muni's search for the greatest recipient of Krishna's mercy. Who is the greatest recipient of Krishna's mercy? Which actually meant who is the greatest devotee of Krishna? And that search actually which is started in Prayag with a Brahmana who was worshipping the Lord on the bank of the Ganges gradually went all the way up to Golok Vrindavan and there Narad Muni saw how Krishna was dealing with the residents of Vrindavan. He saw how Krishna is dealing with Srimati Radharani. Like here we are talking about here is the search of the greatest recipient of Krishna's mercy. And Narad Muni saw how Krishna is addressing Srimati Radharani. Addressing her, your very life. Krishna considers Radharani to be his very life. The, so in this way, Narad Muni could see who is actually the greatest devotee. Anyway, that we discussed this morning and now we are starting the discussion of the part 2 of Brihad Bhagavatam, the second part. And this part is the description. The description started, starts with one Brahmana who was a worshipper of Devi, Durga Devi in Kamakha. In Assam, there is a place called Kamakha and there there is a very famous temple of Durga <coughs> and this Brahmana was a devotee of Durga and one day in a dream he received the Gopal Mantra from Devi in a dream Devi gave him the Gopal Mantra asked him to chant the mantra. So being instructed in this way, this Brahmana started to chant the mantra, not really knowing. Just because he received the mantra in a dream, he started to chant the mantra. And he used to think that by chanting the mantra, he'll get some material benefit. 
generally the worshippers of Durga want material benefit. And he thought that this mantra will give him some material benefit. And So he started to chant and then he went out on a pilgrimage and in that pilgrimage gradually I mean he came to he came to various places and so There he started. He uh, started to associate with the people there. He went to Benares, and there he met the the many sannyasis, and they all were interested in liberation, as if liberation is within their control. They used to consider that. And <clears throat> he saw people from many different regions, especially sannyasis, propounding the theory of monism. And he offered, he went to the temple of Visheshar, Lord Shiva's temple in Benar Baranasi, Kashi, and then visited various ashrams there. And where he bowed down to the sannyasis and had discussions with them and rested in their company. He saw that the intelligence of this Brahman, these sannyasis were very pure, or at least it seemed so from their philosophical talks. They spoke so eloquently. It seemed that they are really spiritually enlightened personalities. Their words describe liberation as something readily available, as if held in the palm of one's hand. And this inspired him to accept their opinion as perfect. He would constantly hear from the descriptions of the Vedanta doctrine, glorifying renunciation and liberation. He thus developed the desire to become a sannyasi himself. Still, out of respect for the goddess Durga Devi, and because it gave him pleasure within, by chanting the mantra, he used to get the pleasure from within, he continued to chant that mantra. And one day he saw the deity of the mantra in his dream. The charm of Sri Gopal attracted him and gave him the greatest ecstasy and thereafter he could no longer find the mental strength to engage in anything other than chanting the mantra. Confused about what he should do, he became depressed. In one hand he wanted to become a sannyasi and 
aspire for liberation, discuss Vedanta in the association of the sannyasis, uh, who made him believe that, oh, liberation is readily available. Very soon you'll become Narayan. But on the other hand, uh, he started to feel that the inner joy in chanting the mantra, Gopal mantra. And he saw in a dream Gopal one day. His form was so attractive that he naturally became attracted to him. So confused about what to do, he became depressed. Then in another dream, Lord Shiva came to him along with the goddess to instruct him. Lord Shiva told him, oh, you foolish person, don't take sannyas. Go at once to see Mathura. There in, Veda, in the Vrindavan forest, you will surely fulfill all your desires. So here we can see that although these sannyasis are worshippers of Lord Shiva, but they are not dear to Lord Shiva. When somebody is aspiring to become a devotee of Krishna, Lord Shiva directs them to Krishna, telling them, don't misassociate with these people. They all are no good. So go to Mathura and there in the forest of Vrindavan, you will fulfill your desire. Eager to go to Mathura, the Brahmans set off towards the district, all the while chanting the glory of the Lord. And on the way he came to Prayag. There at the king of holy places, by the charming Jamuna within the Ganga, he found hundreds of saints who had gathered near the effulgent lotus feet of Lord Madhav to bathe at dawn in the month of Magh. On every side before him, he saw them conducting a great festival of worship of Sri Vishnu with expressions of joyous devotion like constant singing, offering obeisances and reciting prayers. The loud congregational chanting of the Lord's names along with music, dancing, sobbing and plaintive cries of love was very, very attractive. Innocent, ignorant and amazed, he said to those Vaishnavas, Excuse me, you singers, you reciters of prayers and you who are falling on the ground like rods, my dear musicians, Dear chanters and dancers, loudly crying out, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You men, men adorned with beautiful tilak and attractive garlands, please come down for a moment 
and stop making such a racket. What is the ceremony you are observing? Whom are you so reverently worshipping? So some of the Vaishnavas just laughed at him. Others told him, you fool, just be quiet. Yet others, compassionate to fallen souls, said to him something else. They told him, bewildered son of Brahmana, don't you understand anything? Don't ever again address devotees of Vishnu like that and speak to them in such a way. Initiated by our gurus, we are always worship the Supreme Lord Sri Vishnu with the mantras and methods they have given us. O Brahmana, we are worshipping the Lord in various forms. Some of us worship him in his form, as in his feature as Nrsimha, some as Lord Raghunath and others as Sri Gopal. Hearing that the Brahmana felt very ashamed. With great humility but with joy he asked them, where does this Lord live? What is he like? What benefits is he able to grant? The holy Vaishnava said, He is the supreme master and he always lives everywhere, both within and without. No one anywhere compares to him in any respect. In this way, uh, they started to inform him and they told him, the Shrutis and Smritis glorify him. Who can describe his greatness? But while you are here, please listen to the profuse histories spoken about him from the Puranas. Just bow down to Lord Madhav and behold him the direct manifestation of the Lord of the universe and soon you will understand for yourself all this and much more. So they actually informed him that this transcendental knowledge will be revealed in the heart. Dipogyan Hridayprakashita So the Brahmana then uh, offered obeisances to, uh, to Madhava and then he saw that this personality looks very much like the personality when he who appears when he chants his mantra. He saw the resemblance. Nonetheless, he remained ignorant. He could not really recognize that the Madhava and the Gopal that he chants in his mantra is the same personality. He continued to think that this Madhava, the Lord of the universe was the object of worship of the Vaishnavas and that his object of worship was someone else. Lord Madhava has four arms, he thought. 
and is decorated with a conch shell disc, club and lotus. This is not my deity. Why should my Lord look like this? My Lord doesn't appear as half man, half lion. He doesn't become a dwarf or take forms of a fish, a turtle, hog and the like. Nor does he become the Lord of the Raghus, Lord Ramchandra. While the signs of a king with the signs of king and bow in his hands. But maybe my, di my deity does somewhat resemble to Gopal worshipped by some of these devotees. Still I cannot imagine that my deity is the lord of the universe. My deity doesn't have the characteristics I have heard described in the glorification these Vaishnava devotees were reciting there. And he began to wonder, my Lord takes care of cows in the forest along with his many cowherd friends. He holds a flute in his mouth and is decorated with forest ornaments. Just like an ordinary person, he transgresses the religious principles of saints being always addicted to playful sports with all the cowherd girls. By the power of the goddess, I have felt bliss in worshipping him. Therefore, I shall never abandon him or my chanting of his mantra. Uh, so this is how uh, this personality already developed by chanting the mantra, although he didn't know who Gopal was, who Krishna was, just by chanting Gopal Mantra, he unconsciously developed his attachment to Krishna. And because of the nature of the object of his meditation, he sometimes fainted in ecstasy. And when he woke up and noticed that the time for chanting his mantra had been lost, he would lament. That, and he would consider that this fainting and other ecstasies that he was feeling by chanting was a disturbance. What is the cause of this disturbance? Now I am in great trouble. Night has fallen before I could finish days chanting. Have I fallen asleep or become haunted by a ghost or I am so wicked that even when I have reason to be sad I feel happiness in my heart. <laughs> so uh, this actually reminds us Chaitanya Mahaprabhu telling his spiritual master Kiba mantra dila guru kiba tar bol Jopite Jopite Mantra Korilo Pagol. My spiritual master, my Lord, what kind of mantra you gave me? By chanting this mantra, I have become mad. I became mad. So, but what is Guru saying? That is the effect of the mantra. You are very fortunate. By chanting the mantra, you are actually receiving the result of this chanting. 
so this is what krishna mantra will do without even knowing we will feel this amazing ecstasy within heart due to the attraction for krishna one day however <coughs> he was while he was lamenting in this way madhava appeared to him and consoled him and gave him uh, the instruction dear brahmana please remember the words of vishweshwar the husband of uma go to the path along the shore of the jamuna to shri vrindavan go to vrindavan vishweshwar told you lord shiva told you to go to vrindavan why aren't you doing that why are you wasting your time here go to vrindavan by my mercy there you will obtain extraordinary pleasure go and don't delay anywhere on the road for any reason thus the brahmana arose early in the morning and happily set out on his journey gradually he came to mathura and bathed bathed in vishranti ghat so that is the way to go to vrindavan first go to mathura take bath in vishram ghat or vishranti ghat and go to vrindavan and when you went to vrindavan there he felt enlivened at every moment for while chanting his mantra he saw in meditation the most of the companions and surroundings from krishna's pastimes and he began to wander in the forest of vrindavan the cowherd leden land without meeting any people but at one place on the eastern side of keshi tirtha he heard someone crying when he was near keshi ghat he heard the sound of someone crying so he followed that direct this direction where the sound was coming from he entered a dense dark forest where he couldn't see anyone but he discerned the place from which the sound came and he eagerly went there to the bank of jamuna there in a grove of kadamba trees he found a handsome young man whose body was very tender with the dress and accountant of a cowherd mistaking this person for his worshipable deity because uh, his worshipable deity gopal also looked just like that so he thought that he met gopal the brahmana joyfully called out oh gopal oh gopal and fell to the ground this young man then uh, 
regained his external consciousness hearing that sound. And <clears throat> he told him that, no, you have mistaken. I'm not Gopal. But he recognized this young visitor as a Brahmana, Mathura Brahmana, living in the district of Kamakha and worshipping Shiman Madan Gopal. This cowherd boy stood up and came out of the grove, bowed down to the Brahmana and embraced him and made him sit down. To, to further gain the Brahmana's confidence, the cowherd pleased him with hospitality and then smiled and revealed something about the Brahmana's life. And the Brahmana now understood that this was a young cowherd boy and accepted him as if the boy were a dear friend. He felt a natural friendship towards him. Happily trusting him, the Brahmana then recounted his own entire life story. He told him how in a dream he received the mantra from Devi and by chanting he started to lose his attachment to various things and he left for a pilgrimage, how he came to Kashi, he met the Mayavadis there, how Lord Shiva instructed him to go to Mathura, how in Prayag he met the Vaishnavas and now he came to Vrindavan. And the Brahmana said, from various sources, I have heard of various goals and various methods to achieve them. But still I cannot definitely decide what goal I should strive for and what I should do to reach that goal. Whatever the Goddess ordered me, I regularly do. But I have no idea about the result of those duties and even what kind of acts they are. And then he said, I'm very fortunate that I met you. So please guide me. You are just like my worshipable deity. And I'm very happy and satisfied to meet you. Now please deliver this wretched soul. Please guide me and deliver me. Then this cowherd boy, he thought that I will try to help this Brahmana. Although one should not speak about his own achievements, own spiritual achievements, but in for the sake of benefiting this Brahmana, I will tell him my story. And He continued to tell him, he started to tell him, certainly no means of perfection is superior to the worship of Sriman Madan Gopal's lotus feet. The ultimate perfection is achieved by worshipping Madan Gopal's lotus feet. That worship yields results far beyond what could one one could 
could expect. It should be performed mainly through Nam Sankirtan, along with reverence and affection for the many places of Sri Gopal's pastimes, places one should regularly visit. There is no other final goal than that in which pure love of God appears, mocking the four lesser aims of life and bringing the Lord's lotus feet under one's control. And he felt describing one's own glories is disapproved by spiritual authorities. But nothing else I could tell will bring about his good fortune. <clears throat> In this way, <clears throat> this saintly son of a cowherd man made up his mind and he started to tell him. There are many historical there are many historical accounts relevant to this topic but I am going to tell you my own story including recollections of what occurred at times when I was bewildered by ecstasy and other distractions. I am a son of a Vaishya, I am a son of a cowherd man from, from Govardhan who made his living as a cowherd. I was a cowherd boy, I used to tend cows. That was my occupation. As a young boy of that community, I used to tend my own cows. In the forest, while tending the cows, uh, Gop Kumar started to tell him that he used to meet one person who was very strange. He used to uh, chant the glory of Krishna all the time. And sometimes he used to sing, sometimes he used to dance, sometimes he used to be absorbed in meditation, and sometimes he gave himself to laughter, sometimes he used to laugh like a madman. Sometimes he shouted or loudly sobbed or stumbled and fell to the ground and rolled about on the ground like a madman. Sometimes he fell unconscious and lay still like a corpse, like a crop, like a corpse, like a dead body. The flood of his mucus, saliva and tears turning the dust on the cow's path into mud. Out of curiosity, we cowherd boys, we often come and look at him. But when he saw us in front of him, he would bow down to us with devotion. He used to offer obeisances, seeing these uh, young cowherd boys. He would heartily embrace us and affectionately cover us with kisses. And if we were his best friend, as if we were his best friends, he was unable to give up our company. He was pleased with my services like giving gifts to milk products. Giving, we used to offer him milk products and he used to feel very happy 
receiving those products. One day, meeting me on the shore of Jamuna, one day when I was alone, I saw him, I met him. And he told me to go to Jamuna and take a bath and come to him. Please bathe at Keshi Ghat and then accept from me the mercy of the Lord of the universe. So after taking his bath, when Gop Kumar came to him, this person gave him, this Brahmana devotee gave him the Gopal Mantra. Although he was so fully satisfied in himself and indifferent to material things, he was the crest jewel of all compassionate souls. He was about to explain the method of worshipping with the mantra. But as soon as he mentioned the object of meditation, he was overcome by pure love of God and he fainted. He first started to cry like a madman, started to cry like a woman and then when he regained normal consciousness, he was I was afraid to ask him anything. He stood up and went away. His guru was instructing him how to chant the mantra, how to meditate on the mantra. But while doing that, he became overwhelmed with ecstasy. And when he came out, to, he came back to his senses. He just left. But because Gop Kumar was instructed by him to chant the mantra, he very diligently started to chant the mantra. He had no idea about the mantra that he received. He didn't know what fruit there will be from chanting the mantra. Even how the mantra is to be practiced. Simply out of respect for the brahmana's words, I constantly murmured this mantra in secluded places, unseen by others. I chanted it just out of curiosity. <clears throat> by the influence of that great person, even such aimless chanting purified my mind and I developed faith in the mantra. Contemplating my Guru's words, I understood the mantra to be the means for achieving the Lord of the universe. Thus I became satisfied and absorbed in chanting. And he became eager to know who is that Lord of the universe <laughs> and when he might be able to see him. And in this way, he lost interest uh, to play with his friends. Uh, he just wanted to chant the mantra. Because by chanting the mantra, he would feel such great joy that everything, all other activities became insignificant. He stopped playing with his friends. Rather, it seemed that their association was a disturbance because it was preventing him from chanting the mantra. Then uh, <coughs> he left home and 
started to walk on the bank of the Ganges. Then he heard the sound of blowing of conch shell and he became curious and he saw a Brahmana is uh, worshipping on the bank of the river. He was worshipping his Shalagram Shila. And he asked him, he bowed down, he offered obeisance, and he asked him, Dear sir, what are you worshipping? Then laughing, the Brahmana replied, Dear boy, don't you know that this is the Lord of the universe? And hearing that, I felt unlimited happiness. Oh, this is the Lord of the universe whose mantra I was chanting. So he became very happy, very excited. He gazed for a long time at the Lord of the universe with faith, bowed down to him, my whole body flat on the ground like a rod. By the Brahmana's mercy, I received some water that had washed the Lord's feet and some remnants of offerings to him. So the Brahmana was a poor Brahmana, so all he could do is bathe uh, the Lord Shaligram and offered some fruits and something. So he gave him the Charanamrita and he gave him some prasad, some remnants. And then the Brahmana, preparing to re while preparing to return home, lay the Lord of the universe to rest in a box. So seeing that, this boy became very, very uh, worried and he cried out, My God, you are putting the Supreme Lord into a box. Such an unfit place and he hasn't even eaten. How will he sleep if he is hungry? Oh, excellent Brahmana from Mathura. Huh? So Gopkumar was telling that because of my material condition, I was unaware that the Lord of the universe is different from everyone and everything in this world. As I complained and suffered in my uncontrived lamentation, the Brahmana tried to console me, full of humility, and shyly he spoke, O oh Vaishnava, what more can this poor man do? What can I offer to the Lord of the universe besides just only the meals prepared for myself? If you are eager to see the Lord's opulence and great festival of his worship, then please go to the capital of this country's very saintly ruler. Go to the capital of the, this uh, king's, uh, the capital of the king of this country. And there he will see uh, how gorgeously the Lord is being worshipped. So hearing that, Gopkumar just went there. Uh, and
so <clears throat> then he came there and eager to see the lord of the universe and uh, he entered into a temple where in front of me i bailed i, I saw the beautiful four-arm form of the lord his four hands decorated resplendent with lotus conch shell mess and disc all the parts of his body was exquisitely attractive and his complexion resembled a new rain cloud hardly words can describe his youthful beauty dressed in yellow silk ornamented with gold and garlands with forest flowers and increased that increased his beauty his face with his sweet nectarian smile and lotus like eyes appeared like a full moon so uh, gopkumar thought today i have seen what i always wanted to see See, this is how one should see the deity of the Lord. As if seeing Him, one's life mission has been perfected. This form of the Lord is not an ordinary mundane form. This is the Satchidananda Vigraha. And Kop Kumar saw the Lord in that way. Now my life has become fully successful. And he thought, I shall never leave this place. I should never go away from here. I should always stay here. And in this way, Gopkumar began to live there. The whole day, he would just see, stay there in the temple, see how the, the Lord is being worshipped. And at night, he would just lie down in one corner and spend the night and the devotees of the Lord would offer him some remnants some Mahaprasad and this is how he was spending his time there <clears throat> the king of that country did not have a son so the king decided to decided to adopt somebody and seeing Gopkumar and his good character he note the king noted his good character and developed affection for him and so he adopted the king adopted Gopkumar as his son and after he died Gopkumar inherited his kingdom. And when he became a king, Gopkumar made elaborate arrangements, even more elaborate arrangement of worshipping of the Lord in the temple. And every day, thousands of saintly personalities were fed with the Mahaprasad of the Lord. So in this way, he was using his royal opulence 
in the service of the Lord and service of his devotees. <clears throat> but he noticed uh, that uh, sometimes these these people were not respecting Mahaprasad. They would treat the Mahaprasad as if it has become stale or it has become touched by some untouchable person and so forth and they would disregard that. And seeing that he used to feel very disappointed. <coughs> Huh? So that made him weird. Just then, some venerable saints from south arrived on pilgrimage and told Gopkumar. One saintly person came and told Gopkumar that at Purushottam Kshetra, Jagannath Puri, on the blue mountain on the shore of the salt ocean, Jagannath, the Lord of the universe, the personality of Godhead, is present as the absolute truth manifests in Ut. With infinite opulence that Lord himself rules the kingdom of Utkal. He displays his unique glories and always takes affectionate care of his devotees. And his prasad, his offering are made by Lakshmi Devi. Lakshmi Devi herself cooks for Lord Jagannath. And his remnants uh, are never considered to be stale or uh, unacceptable. In whichever condition, even if it is stale, even if it is dry, even if it is touched by some uh, so-called untouchable, uh, the food is, and uh, that food is called Mahaprasad. The food that Lakshmi cooks and Lord Purushottam eats should be accepted without consideration of his being touched or untouched by anyone. It is as pure as Lord Vishnu himself. <clears throat> In Skanda Puran also it has been mentioned, there is a quotation from Skanda Puran. Even if Lord Jagannath's Prashad has completely dried up from sitting for a long time, or has been carried to a far distant place, if eaten in the proper spirit, it will surely derive away all one's sins. And according to Garura Puran, uh, there are no restrictions about when to accept this prasad, as there are in the observance of vow like Chandrayan. Whenever one receives Lord Jagannath's prasad, one should eat it at once if one wants to attain liberation of the soul. And that saintly pilgrim told him that that place, Purushottam Kshetra, is so great that even donkeys living there have four arms. Even donkeys there living there have four arms.
anyone who simply enters that district will never take birth again so what to speak of human beings like all the residents of jagannath puri are four armed associates of the lord so in this way he described the glory of purushottam kshetra the lord of jagannath <clears throat> and so gopkumar then went there uh, he saw from a distance the moon like face of lord jagannath his broad eyes shining brilliantly his forehead decorated with tilak made of gems his complexion glowed like a cloud full of rain and the effulgence of his dawn colored lips the effulgence of his red lips are all attractive moonbeams of unlimited satisfaction emanated from his smile adding to his beauty struck by the ecstasy of pure love and impeded by trembling in my body i was unable to go forward despite my dis- desire so this is how gopkumar saw lord jagannath just by sight made him so ecstatic that although he wanted to go forward he could not but somehow he reached the garuda stamba his hair standing on end his vision his vision clouded by tears gopkumar stood there and saw lord jagannath bedecked with jewels and divine garments and flower garlands the sight of him increased the pleasure of his eyes and mind so seeing that he also again felt now i am seeing what for so long i have wanted to see from today my life is a real life i have obtained the lord of the universe my master and at that time the servants of lord jagannath stopped him jagannath cards uh, stand there with sticks in hand and if somebody acts in an inappropriate way they even uh, strike them with the sticks so that actually uh, but the gopkumar considered that that was lord's mercy i reasoned and went outside where i received the remnants of his mahaprasad so this is how gopkumar came to jagannath now so in this way he started to spend his time uh, all he wanted is just to be there and see lord jagannath because lord jagannath attracted him in such a wonderful way and so he also he can started to think that i have received the final goal of my chanting 
and then he desired i wish i could also serve lord jagannath but his desire also brought great pain because that desire remained unfulfilled so <clears throat> then one day when he was lamenting like that so he saw his spiritual master in front standing in front of jagannath dev overwhelmed by highest ecstatic love of god but before he could even speak to him his guru left because his he was so absorbed seeing the lord jagannath that he didn't notice that his guru left then after searching here and there and the next day he found him on the shore of the ocean dancing alone in the ecstasies of nam sankirtan and seeing me prostrating like a rod in the on the in front of him my master gave him my his blessings then he embraced me and mercifully told me his guru told him my dear boy whatever you desire while chanting your mantra by his power you will fully achieve indeed you will attain more than you desire by chanting the mantra not only your desires will be fulfilled but you will get even more than what you desire what you don't even know what you don't, can't even imagine that you will get by chanting the mantra please remember he told him that this chanting this mantra is another form of service to lord jagannath have faith in this and never give up give up your chanting by the potency of the mantra may you live a long time may you always have the form of a cowherd boy and may you develop the right mentality for testing the mantra's fruit sometimes you'll see me here and sometimes in vrindavan having thus instructed me my guru suddenly left so being separated from his guru Uh, Gop Kumar became very, very sad. Uh, but he went to see when he went to see Lord Jagannath. He regained the peace of his mind and made a great endeavor to chant the mantra. But at the same time, although he was there in Jagannath, Jagannath's presence, but he would miss Vrindavan. his heart would like to uh, go to brajabhumi and but in jagannath puri also uh, there were many groves many forests so he would 
go there and feel as if that was those forests were Vrindavan and the ocean was Jamuna and the slope of Niladri hill as Govardhan. In this way, Gopkumar continued to live there happily. Every day after taking the darshan of Lord Jagannath, Gopkumar would chant the mantra following the order of his spiritual master. And then the king of Puri passed away. And his eldest son, who was very renounced, refused to accept the kingdom. The ministers consulted the Lord, Lord of the universe, Lord Jagannath, and took his command. Asked Lord Jagannath, so what to do? The king has died and the eldest son doesn't want to take the responsibility of the kingdom because he's so renounced. What should be done? Then what did Lord Jagannath say? Lord Jagannath told them to make Gop Kumar the king of that country. So this way, Gop Kumar became the king again. But although he became the king of that place, like before, his only concern was to increase the, the service of the Lord glorification of the Lord and mercy of the Lord. He tried to improve the worship and various festivals of Lord Jagannath in Puri, especially his 12 major festivals, most important among them, the Gundicha Rathajatra. Absorbed in dancing, singing and so on, the saintly people used to participate in that festivals, in those festivals. <coughs> so, So in this way, he started to uh, spend his time uh, and but because of his involvement in his royal responsibilities, ruling the kingdom, his heart could never feel the complete spontaneous ecstasy it used to feel from seeing the Lord. And <coughs> So he handed over the burden of ruling the kingdom to the king's sons, ministers and relatives of the previous king and as before he became uninvolved and aloof. He continued to live in a place nearby the temple chanting his mantra in private and offering service to the lotus feet of Lord Jagannath. 
but people there already knew that he was who he was so he found that even that was causing a disturbance because everybody knew that he was the king so wherever you'd go uh, people would treat him in such a way that he couldn't find the solitude and peace so one morning he went to Lord Jagannath and asked him permission to leave for Vrindavan. But when he saw Lord Jagannath's beautiful face, he forgot all his plans. In this way, one year passed and then one, one day, I heard some detailed news of Mathura from visitors who had come from there. And that night, as I was lying on my bed, tormented by sorrow and pain, Lord Jagannath then told him, As dear as this holy place is to me, O son of cowherd, my birthplace, Sri Mathura, is even more dear. Mathura is adorned with various sites of my childhood pastimes. Just as I live always here in Puri, wandering about everywhere, so do I in Mathura. Why constantly lament, wavering between one decision and other, another? Just go to Mathura, and in time you will surely see me in the form you desire. So, early that morning, Gopkumar received a flower garland from Lord Jagannath. Pujari came and gave him a garland which indicated that Lord Jagannath was approving his plan and uh, offering obeisances to the chakra on top of the temple he left for Mathura so <clears throat> this is how the first chapter ends <laughs> Let's see. So, the first chapter of part two ends. So now we go to the second chapter. So, coming to Vrindavan. He started to wander in different forests. Unnoticed by his former friends. Uh, his friends were there, but they couldn't recognize him. And <clears throat> because they felt that he was a he was a uh, he come he came from some foreign he was a foreigner, he was uh, a newcomer there. So in this way he started to spend his time in Vrindavan, living in the forest and receiving uh, some milk products from the cowherd boys there. And then he got to know, oh 
he came across some brahmanas and who were learned in various kinds of scriptures and he heard something amazing that above the upper atmosphere there is a world of demigods called Swarga. That world is splendid with formation of celestial air airplanes. It is a fearless place devoid of misery and impervious to falls like disease, old age and death. So, and he also was told that there the ruler is the elder brother of the Lord of the universe. In that heaven, the Lord of the universe is present in person as the darling son of Aditi. I heard about that wonderful appearance of Sri Vishnu and as Upendra. So this is how Gop Kumar got to know about Swargaloka where Lord is being worshipped by Indra directly. So, uh, Gop Kumar then wanted to go there. And by the chanting of the mantra, a chariot came to take him there. So there he used to see how Indra was worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead and, and he was spending his time seeing the Lord in person there and Gopkumar started to live in the forest in the, in the garden of Indra called Nandan Kanan But he always con continued to chant his japa. <clears throat> so there also, uh, Gop Kumar. Uh, one day Indra, being afraid of some Brahmana's curse, ran away and the demigods looking for Indra couldn't find him anywhere. So uh, they were, then they approached Brihaspati what to do and Brihaspati told them to make Gop Kumar as Indra. So this is how you can see the potency of the mantra. Uh, he was being elevated, not only being elevated to from higher and higher abodes, but he also uh, was becoming the rulers of those places. And then one day he saw some great personalities. They were brilliant like sun, many, many suns. And all the demigods were worshipping them. Even Brihaspati was offering 
obeisances to them. So Gopumar wondered who they are. And then Brihaspati told him that they are the residents of Maharloka. They are great sages like Brigu, Pulasta, Ulaha, Atri, Angira. Above this world, this heavenly planet, there shines the world, another planet, another region called Maharloka, attained through the, through the best of pious works. Even when the three worlds are annihilated, that world is not destroyed. Even heavenly planet is destroyed at the time of Pralai. But Maharloka doesn't. As the happiness of Indra is considered millions of times greater than that of a ruler, of, a ruler on earth, the happiness of Prajapatis, the saintly personalities from Maharloka, are millions of times greater than Indra's happiness. So, <clears throat> then Gopkumar desired to go to Maharloka. So he was elevated to Maharloka. And there, uh, when he was in Maharloka, uh, the great sages told him that, look, you have come here. This is a region of the Brahmanas. So why are you maintaining your identity as a cowherd boy, as a Vaishya? You assume the status of a Brahmana. We are offering you the state of Brahminical status that is natural for a resident in this planet. Please accept it at once. But Gopkumar thought that I am happier as a Vaishya. He didn't want to give up his identity as a cowherd boy, as a So he decided uh, to maintain his identity as a cowherd boy. Then, uh, at the end of Brahma's life, Brahma, at the end of Brahma's day, uh, 1000 Chatur Jugas, Satta Juga, Treta Juga, Dwapar Juga and Kali Juga. These four Jugas make a day of Brahma. And at the end of the day, Brahma's night begins. And at, at that time, all the way up to the heavenly planets, all the lower planetary systems become destroyed. And the heat of that annihilation reaches Maharloka. So, at that time, the residents of Maharloka leave Maharloka and go to Janaloka. In Janaloka, and then Gopkumar thought 
that it is better to go to Jagannath Puri, Purushottam Kshetra, in the shade of the infallible banyan tree. So, in this way, uh, Gop Kumar was spending time there. Then once someone arrived from a higher planet, his form surrounded by brilliant light, he was dressed by the direction only. That means he was naked. He appeared to be five or six years old. The great sages put aside their sacrificial rituals and they all immediately stood up in devotion and bowed down to that boy, that five-year-old boy. Well, then after that person left, Gopkumar asked them, who is he? Who was he? Then the Maharshis told him, that is Sanat Kumar, the eldest among all the sages and the greatest. He is the first preceptor of the self-contented con self sages whose desires are always fulfilled and he is a lifelong celibate. He lives in the world ab above ours called Tapaloka with his three brothers and with other great mystics who like him are masters of yoga. So in this way Gop Kumar now wanted to go to Tapaloka. And because of the power of his mantra, he was elevated to that place. There he saw the same Sanat Kumar and the blessed Shanaka and Shanandan and Sanatan. The residents of Tapaloka who appeared similar to the Kumaras were honoring the four brothers. The Kumars were enjoying themselves a long discussions incomprehensible to persons like him. <clears throat> and he found that all the residents there were always fixed in samadhi. They were always in trance. They don't have any external consciousness. They are all self-satisfied, lifelong celibates, full in the achievement of all desires and served by mystic perfections. So, uh, Gop Kumar stayed there for some time and the sage Pippalayan noticed that Gop Kumar had the yearning for Lord Jagannath in Purushottam Kshetra. So he said, why do you want to leave this exalted place for another? And why are you wandering around to see the Supreme Lord with your eyes? You should concentrate your mind in meditation then you will automatically see the Lord everywhere and within and without as if always before you in person 
So, but Gokumar uh, didn't feel any happiness on those instructions. And long instructions Sanat Kumar uh, Pippalayan gave. So, do you remember who is Pippalayan? Uh, Pippalayan is another Yogendra, one of the Nava Yogendras, nine uh, sons of King Rishabdev. Rishabdev had hundred sons. The eldest was Bharat Maharaj, who became after him, this land has been known as Bharat Varsha. Bharat Maharaj, who actually left his kingdom and went to the forest, went to the Gandaki, and as you know, like he actually, uh, due to his attachment to a deer, he got the body of a deer. But then he appeared as Jarabharata. So, nine out of those hundred sons uh, of Rishabdev became yogis, yogendras, the best of the yogis. Uh, they were Kabi, Havi, Antariksha, Prabuddha, Pippalayan. Uh, that is the Pippalayan who is instructing. And then one day, Lord Brahma came to Tapaloka, riding on Swan. He was on his way to Pushkardeep to grace his devotees with a visit. So Gopkumar didn't know who he was. So he, when he left, he wondered who this was. And they told him that this was the beyond even uh, beyond this planet. Uh, even after reaching this planet, you still do not know who this person is? They asked him. He is Lord Brahma. The Lord of all the lords of the living beings. He is our father, the creator of the universe, the self-born. He sits on the highest seat of authority. He maintains and guides the created world. His planet called Sattaloka stands above all others. It is achieved by persons who have done their prescribed duties purely for 100 lifetimes. And within Sattaloka is a Vaikuntha planet where the thousand-headed divine lord of the universe is always present as the Mahapurusha. Although said to be the son of Mahapurusha, Brahma is non-different from him. In our opinion, the one absolute truth assumes both these forms as a pastime. Now hearing that, Gopkumar wanted to go to Sattaloka. <coughs> and as he chanted the mantra with that desire, and as he opened his eyes, he found himself in Satyaloka.
and before him was the blessed Lord of the universe. He was huge with thousands, he was seeing Mahapurusha with thousands, arms, heads, and feet. He resembled a dark blue cloud and was richly adorned with suitable ornaments. He was an ocean of brilliant effulgence. His navel was beautiful like a lotus. Lying on the bed of Anantashesha, he enchanted everyone's eyes and minds. Goddess of Fortune, Lakshmi Devi massaged his feet. In this way, he perceived the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Sattaloka, present as Mahapurusha and so he lived there in Brahmasattaloka happily for some time with uh, and he used to see how Lord was instructing Brahma himself and during the dark of night when the three worlds are totally destroyed and the universe became a single ocean, the personality of Godhead lies comfortably on Sheshanag together with Brahma. Then while Gopkumar was in Tapaloka, Satyaloka, then one day Brahma playfully touched some uh, the mass of foam and that turned into a demon and being afraid of the demon Brahma ran away terrified by him Brahma fled the personality of God had killed the demon but Brahma overcome by fear did not come back and the Lord assigned me to his post. Uh, Mahapurusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, assigned the post of Brahma to Gopkumar. And becoming Brahma, uh, he sent Vaishnavas into the creation to increase devotional service to the Lord. He sent the Vaishnavas to different planets to spread Krishna consciousness. Indeed, I only engage Vaishnavas everywhere in all responsibilities. Arranging for the Almighty Lord to be worshipped in all directions with great sacrifice like Ashramedha, I flooded the universe with joy. So, in this way, Gopkumar. But then when he heard that at the end of his lifespan of two prarathas, I was going to die, he became afraid and chanted his mantra, remembrance of the Brajabhumi gave me more dis distress. So, 
so then when he was there the puranas and agamas they were personified actually in because brahma gave different personalities different instructions and they are the upanishads and puranas personified so they were having some argument among themselves so some other sutis smritis okay both some but some agamas many of the prestigious presiding goddesses of upanishads answered joined by shrutis and smritis they said that only by knowledge is liberation achieved they was talking about liberation and they this uh, upanishads claimed that personified upanishads are having discussions they said only by knowledge liberation is achieved but some puranas and agamas said gravely that this knowledge difficult to obtain is acquired easily acquired by devotional service to the supreme personality of god the knowledge uh, gyana they are claiming that gyana is the means of achieving liberation but aga puranas and agamas some puranas and agamas claim that by devotion to the lord this knowledge is easily achieved but then some smritis and smritis agreed some did not and in this way they started to have arguments among a fierce debate then arose between agamas on one side and scriptures like certain shrutis and puranas on the others about whether or not liberation is achieved merely by chanting mantras that worship the personality of god is important to notice here what is the ultimate conclusion the ultimate conclusion actually came from uh, shrimad bhagavatam who is considered to be the highest of all the scriptures shatata siddhanta and so bhagavatam gave the ultimate conclusion that chanting the holy name of the lord is the means for highest achievement if knowledge gives liberation if liberation is the goal of gyana then that gyana is automatically received by rendering devotional service to the lord by chanting the mantra that glorifies the lord because there is another consideration 
that Bhakti Devi, Bhakti is a personality. Bhakti Devi has two sons, Jnana and Vairagya, knowledge and renunciation. So wherever the mother is, the children are also there with her. So wherever Bhakti Devi is being worshipped, her sons, two sons, renunciation and knowledge are always there. Where whoever renders service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he automatically receives knowledge and renunciation. Therefore, saintly authorities consider jivas both different and non-different from the supreme. As a rule, even when the jivas are liberated, the difference endures. Like it is not that by achieving liberation, one becomes one with the Lord. The Puranas are making that conclusion. The jivas always maintain his identity as a jiva. Some jivas are liberated, mukta, nitta mukta, and some jivas are conditioned, nitta bhatta. But the supreme personality of Godhead is the source of everything, source of all the jivas. And in the spiritual world, in the spiritual world, all the jivas are liberated souls. When jiva is liberated by knowledge of his true self, the real knowledge is the knowledge about the self, knowledge about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the knowledge about how to render devotional service unto and when one becomes situated in that knowledge properly, then Maya releases that person. And his wandering in this material world comes to an end. He then perceives himself to be full of bliss as a small portion of the Supreme. So in this way, Srimad Bhagavatam and other Satyata Puranas establish the ultimate conclusion. Then they make another very important point. How can the scriptures glorify liberation? The liberation is given to the demons. Demons, those are those who are condemned by the scriptures, killers even of cows and brahmanas. So those who are, are opposed to the Supreme Lord, those who uh, have been uh, condemned by the scriptures, those who are the killer of cows and brahmanas, those demons, they achieve liberation. So how can scriptures establish that liberation to be the ultimate goal? Very important point that came from 
the scriptures saints and demons are in all respects opposite to opposite in nature it is therefore only fitting that they be opposite in their disciplines and goals one becomes saintly only by devotion to krishna that is the highest means of spiritual attainment and it brings one to the highest goal lord krishna's lotus feet and for those great souls who know the truth and have a taste for nectar of pure devotional service that nectar of serving lord krishna's lotus feet is itself the goal so in this way through the agamas through the scriptures the ultimate goal had been established that extraordinary happiness is always one yet it assumes many features it stands in contrast to the 